Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, alongside my partner, Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at JustSayingNoGWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget to check us out on Spotify at JustSayingFootball. We love to be in your ears, especially because we're kicking off the playoffs this weekend, yeah. my friend. Wild card weekend, man. Wild card Three weekend. Three straight days of uh, playoff games. And Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's a wonderful time to be a football fan. Hopefully. And our teams play each other, which yes. we'll get to in a little we'll get, bit. We'll get to there when it needs <laughs> to get to there. Some a few housekeeping events to get through. Congratulations any fantasy team that won out there. Uh, Jack and I did not. I lost in the finals, and Jack lost in yeah. the losers bracket. It's the first year I didn't get to the finals in any league. So uh, next year, next year, like everybody else who lost, revenge I'm, I'm tours. Coming. Yeah, revenge, revenge tours. tours. Revenge tours for 2023. Uh, some great news. Demar Hamlin has been released from the hospital in Cincinnati. Has traveled back to Buffalo. Uh, is now receiving treatment there in Buffalo with his family. Some rumors is that he might be at the game to support his uh, to support his fellow teammates. Uh, just great news all around can't be more excited for for this young man and and his family yeah no you you can't and and you know now with the bills you know they'll be at home in this game if, if he's there you know they are you know it, it would just be such an incredible emotional push for that gonna team, be man. that would be insane it's gonna be great it's gonna be electric uh let's kick it off so we can get into that game at yeah. some point we're gonna jump into these saturday games at 4 30 in the afternoon we have the seattle seahawks making their way to san francisco to take on the 49ers this is a 4 30 game it's the first game of the entire wild card weekend 4 30 p.m 49ers are favoring this by nine and a half over on here 42 and a half now san francisco beat up the Seahawks twice this season already. This is a third time meeting and Brock Purdy, the last time that we saw them play, mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of it, but we saw the double fake yeah. uh, that ended up being a touchdown to Killer. We saw him hike, fakes it to his right, fakes it to his left, come right back to the middle, hits Killer over the middle. It was a beautiful touchdown. Yeah, and ever since then, Kittle's been on a huge hot streak. We've seen like three multi-touchdown games. Um, and, and uh, you know, Brock Purdy's been playing great. He's undefeated right now, which is crazy to say. And he's got the number one defense at his back. Uh, the one thing I do want to point out about this defense, one factor that Seattle would be able to utilize against the number one defense in San Francisco is that Geno Smith is actually one of the more accurate passers on passes of 20-plus. So DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, it's going to be on them to expose the San Francisco secondary and for Geno to get the ball out ASAP. But then you got a guy on the other side of the ball, Nick Bosa, Leading the league in sacks, possible defensive player of the year nominee. You also got guys like Fred Ar- um, Fred Warner. You got Armstead. Is uh, what else can they do, Seattle, to maybe edge them out? Uh, I think it's your Seattle. I think the first three opening drives the last time that they faced the 49ers was a three and twelve, a three and eleven, and a three and a third and eighteen. Yeah, you will not win many games in the NFL especially in the playoffs, yeah. if your three first drives result in three three and outs and three three and longs, you just won't, especially against a team that's like the 49ers where their defense is fantastic and they yeah. have the offense to score points uh, and, and change and change their game plan around consistently. I love what Seattle has done this year. I was shocked what Seattle has done with yeah. this year. I hope that they retain Geno Smith and don't opt to go for a quarterback in this draft. I hope that they keep him around, sign him to a moderate contract, keep him in the building. He, he clearly can operate the system, win games, and get you to the playoffs. He just yeah. proved it this year. But I am locking in the 49ers. They've already beaten up on them twice this season, beating them 21-13 to and 27-7. to They're doing it with Mr. Irrelevant. They mm-hmm. did it with Trey Lance at the beginning of the year. 
It's the plug-and-play Kyle Shanahan offense right now. Yeah. We saw him last year in the NFC Championship game. This team is hungry, and they're, to me, the team to beat currently in the NFL, the 49ers. I think that if they make it to the Super Bowl, there's nothing stopping them from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. As much as Seattle's been a great story, you know, I remember in the beginning of the season, you know, me and Sean were both kind of like, you know, we don't have high expectations of them. We don't know what is going to happen. You know, we were still talking about, is it going to be Gino or Drew Locke? You know, and now they're the seventh seed. But like you said, this is the hottest team in the league right now. We're talking a team with 10 straight wins. You know, they finished 13-4. and four. They started 30-4. and four. This is a crazy team, man. They are stacked just like Pete Carroll said. And I, I feel like the fact that they're at home, they're 8-1 and one at home on the season, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I like it. Let's keep this moving along. We have the Los Angeles Chargers making their way to the playoff Jacksonville Jaguars here. This is at 8.15 p.m. L.A. is favored this one by minus two over under here of 47 and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your thoughts going to this? Jacksonville coming off massive two wins, including a win over the Titans, which knocked them out of the playoffs, gave yeah. them the AFC South division win and the playoff lock. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so Jacksonville, five straight games right now. Doug Peterson definitely has created an opportunity here for Trevor Lawrence to flourish. You know, you have Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, even Evan Ingram is getting involved in this offense. Um, Now on the other side, you know, unfortunately Brandon Staley had started Mike Williams last week and he got re-injured, so he'll be out for this one officially, um, which is tough. Um, And it's going to lean on the – on, you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL, one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, and Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, and him are going to have to have a big day. I, I think that, you know, it's it's tough because the Chargers, we want them to be really good for me. I think Jacksonville is playing hot enough right now that, you know, they're at home. This is a primetime game. This is what this is the kind of stuff we've been waiting for Trevor Lawrence to put himself in, and I think that he takes full advantage. Yeah, you know, I had to pull out my phone because I had to pull up the Chargers injury report, and yeah. just in the hopes that for some reason he, he Michael Williams isn't listed as out just yet. It's questionable. Yeah, but I'm reading through the report. Did not participate in practice on Thursday. Did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Did not participate in practice on Tuesday. Did not participate in practice on Wednesday. And that's a not, re-injury, so and they re-injury, win this that's game. That's what you want to hear. Now, all this being said, I have been riding with the Chargers for years that they were going to be this playoff team. They were going to win the AFC West. No, they didn't win the AFC West, but they didn't make the playoffs. Now, here we are. I have to ride with the Chargers in this one. I love everything that Jacksonville has done. I'm a big fan of Doug Peterson. I love what we've been able to see from Trevor Lawrence the last few weeks. But to me... There's a guy on the Chargers team, and you mentioned him, but he just really doesn't get respect in the NFL, I feel like, as being a top guy in his position, and that is Austin Eckler. Yeah. I just don't under think people understand how good he is. So on the on the ground, my man's had two hundred and four carries for nine hundred and fifty yards and fifteen yards. You're probably like, that's not great, Sean. Why would you do that? We had thirteen touchdowns yeah. to back that up. And he decided, well, I'll have 107, 107 receptions for 722 yards in the air for five touchdowns. That's 1,637 total yards and 18 touchdowns on 311 touches. Why he doesn't make the pro ball is beyond me. Why we don't consider him one of the most elite backs in the NFL. Yeah. With the Christian McCaffreys, because he can catch out of the backfield, as evidenced by his stats, yeah. is beyond me. So to me, if Mike Williams is out in this one like he most likely is, mm-hmm. you got to ride with Austin Eckler in this one. Of course, you're going to be looking at Keenan Allen. They are going to be hoping that Bosa, who's been participating in practice this week, will be fully there because we haven't seen a lot of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, which is a yeah. really scary one-two to come at you. This is still a solid defense with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. It's not as great. They don't have J.C. Jackson. They were hoping to have for the entire season, but 
I got to ride with L.A., man. Yeah, I, I, you know, L.A., they have a lot going for them. You know, they have the third best passing offense. They have the seventh best passing defense. So, you know, they definitely know what they're doing on one side of the ball. At the end of the day, for me, they are the 28th ranked running defense. And I'm not going like, to talk about the run game here. But Travis Etienne... <laughs> On the other side of the ball, such a great season. He has been going off. I mean, they traded away James Robinson, a stud, and they, you know, who unfortunately has been dealing with injury. But they, um, you know, Travis Etienne has just fully taken on his I'm Trevor Lawrence's running back role. And Trevor Lawrence is my quarterback. Like, he is just like, he's taking on this. And I I love what's going on in Jacksonville right now. Um, I mean, last time we saw them, Blake Bortles was at the helm. Their defense was a little better. And they played this year. Yeah. In September. Blake Boros was not the helm. Chargers lost. Remember? No, no. I'm saying last time Jacksonville made a long playoff Oh, run. oh, oh, long playoff I'm like, run. And yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah. like, you know, we were like, oh, it's this big start of this big thing. But Trevor Lawrence is, like, different to me. Um, I just got to get – and the thing is, too, I got to say, Jacksonville has all these guys that have just popped up. Like, Rashawn Jenkins is a huge one for me. Thank you. I was going to say, you know, 116 tackles on the season – Three interceptions. He had that huge pick six against Dallas to seal that game in overtime. Um, Twelve defensive passes, a sack, and three forced fumbles. I mean, if you have a guy like that running around and, you know, you have an injury, you know, kind of Rashawn Slater has been in and out. I mean, you get a guy, you know, in the out, in the secondary like that, you make Herbert make one or two extra mistakes. This is the playoff. So, um I'm going to go with Jacksonville just to oppose you. I think that we are both just going to have to sit back and enjoy these two young QBs like competing because that is like what we've been waiting for, kind of what's going on in the AFC, like all these guys to hit their stride. Um, And I think that, you know, Trevor and uh, I I just think Trevor at home, if this was in LA, I'd feel a lot more comfortable with the Chargers. No, I get that. All right. This is definitely, by the way, also our best uh, hair quarterback matchup. Yes. These these two quarterbacks have elite hair game also. So we'll be big for head and shoulders and who they're going to sign based on this game. Something to keep in mind. All right. Let's keep it moving along. At Sunday at one o'clock, we have the Miami Dolphins making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. This is the biggest spread of the entire weekend. Buffalo is favored in this one by minus 14 over under here of 47. Um, yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah. Um, this one's more simple. Skylar Thompson, Skylar is, Thompson is he the factor for you that kind of sets that? Like, obviously, why the spread went from 7 to 14 in it, four days? It definitely is. You know, we've seen that Tua definitely leads that team better than anyone when he's yeah. in that quarterback. And I just don't think that Skylar Thompson will, you know, this is, this is a playoff start. You're not mm-hmm. going into Buffalo in week four. You know what I yeah. mean? You don't get next week. Yeah. Um, so I, I, to me, I think Buffalo is just ready for this game. They're going to have Demar Hamlin, like we mentioned at the top of the at the top of the show, at this game. We saw what happened last week. The Naheem Himes, you know, two kick return touchdowns, including the one that started the game. So I just too much magic around Buffalo, and rightfully so, because this yeah. team's been this team deserves to be at least in the AFC Championship without question. I'm, I'm yeah. locking in the Bills and the Bills. You know, we can't forget what happened to them last year, being up against Kansas City. They, oh my God. Kansas City runs it. Change overtime. Yeah. We were going off last year about that. And I think that, you know, there's just so much going right for them as well. They got three great running backs. Singletary with his first thousand yards scrimmage season. Um, Then you got James Cook, who's been great as a rookie. Naeem Hines last week. Getting two touchdowns on a kick return. You're going to be getting more snaps at running back this week. So um, I like that. I think that, you know, not much to talk about more in this game. Just, you know, maybe who Buffalo is going to play next. Uh, 
You know, Buffalo's defense also, we haven't been talking about them enough, but they're definitely going to be a huge factor. And and even if two, I think, was in this game, you know, the Bills have been missing Vaughn Miller, but the, the younger guys are really stepping up like Greg Rousseau. Yep, absolutely. And one of the things I do just want to say is that even if Tua was starting in this game, I, I'm happy he's not. He's still in concussion protocol. I just mm-hmm. don't think that he could have started this week. And even if he was out of yeah. it, I think just for the safety of, of him as a young individual and, and to maintain his health, even if he was back, you, you couldn't start him. So I think that this would have been a situation that Miami finds himself in regardless of the health of Tua, given the season that he's had yeah. with, with the multiple concussions. He's not out of the concussion protocol. Uh, but even if he was, I think they would still be Scout yeah. Thompson's game, and rightfully so. I just want that to just be to, that to, yeah. to be known. No, that's that's a great point, and and you know definitely just um, I feel like me and you, the fact that we've been talking about this about how they've been handling it over and over again, it's like they, you know, sitting him out is the best thing to do. Yep, and they're lucky he's still in the concussion protocol, so he has to. All right, yeah. let's move this into our game of the week without questions, because we have the New York Giants making their way to Minnesota to take on the Vikings uh, at 430. Minnesota's here in this one by minus three, over under here, 40 and a half. Now, our team just met just a few weeks ago. Um, and in Vikings, a nail-biter. In a nail-biter, <laughs> yeah, and the Vikings have to win. So now I, I have two things about this game. Well, three things about this game, two things that aren't so important, one that is, and so I'm just going to go first. No offense. Because it's my home team. All right? That's why. All right. The first is I have a conspiracy theory here with the NFL and why they put it at 430. What's the bigger market here? Right? Minneapolis or NYC? NYC, obviously. It's New York. All right? Who sucks at primetime games here? Kirk Cousins. Right? NFL just set up Kirk Cousins to fail so they can make sure that this New York City market gets untapped in the postseason because they haven't had that in a while. So this is a money move, first of all. That's my conspiracy theory that I want circulated out there in the ether. The second thing is I did have a premonition about the Vikings the other day on the 11th. I had a dream that the Vikings opened up the series with a sack fumble touchdown and then the Giants never looked back. So those are my two not-so-important things. What do you think of this game? (laughs) My thing is, um, you know, I love a good conspiracy theory. I'm not, I'm not like a, a one of those, one of those guys. Like I just, I just like a one that I can't figure out, like a riddle. I'm not gonna riddle. There's more money in but New York City. The, the, the prime time. I mean, Kirk Cousins kind of screwed in the playoffs. Got to play in prime time pretty much any time he plays. Like there's not no that Bills, way. Not that Bills. Unless Dolphins, they want to give o'clock. him a one o'clock. Yeah, I was gonna say conspiracy. No, yeah, admit, yeah we, maybe we, Sean's right. We push the b- the Bills out of a prime time spot in favor of. The Vikings? And, I mean, what we're looking at here, it's when we get down to it, the the Vikings, you know, they got down and they did what they did all season against the Giants. They played to their strength and they played against them and, and kept the pace with that team. That's why we've been talking about their point differential all season being where it is. It's just a very close one because all of their games have been close. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where the Giants have been the same. And we saw that when they played each other. So I'm very interested to see. Um, I, I don't think that we're going to be able to run away from each other. Like, neither of these teams are built to, like, win a game by like 30 points maybe the Giants against Indianapolis the other day but again they're being coached by a high school Catholic school head coach who's only coached like three games ever so you know for me the Giants they're on the road and they have a lot to do but maybe look we're talking about conspiracies maybe some superstition set in for the Giants maybe they get back to Minnesota they do everything the same except let Greg Joseph kick a 61 yard field goal 
And the one thing for me, man, it's got to, it, it, I mean, it's got to be Saquon. Like, it, it's all, look, I'm wearing, I'm literally repping the Saquon jersey. My man's getting 25 touches this week. This is how he has to get it done. Um, Daniel Jones, man. Um, I said get 20 touchdowns, and uh, you got 22 with your rush, you know, with your rushing and passing combined. So, is that a count, Sean? I think it depends on who you ask. If you're talking from a passing, asking, yeah, if you're like, passing, yeah, sure. If you're if you're if you're standing from a passing standpoint, like I would say no because he did have he did have a three to one, fifteen to five yeah. touchdown interception ratio. It's passing. like Aaron Rodgers numbers, but but well, yeah, normally. <laughs> but if, if but if you include them all, then like yeah, I think look, you want to see just twenty plus touchdowns. I think from Daniel Jones, at the yeah, end of day. and and you know he had one of his best games against the Vikings this season. He threw for over three hundred and thirty yards. Completed like 70 plus percent of his passes. Um, for me, I think Dalvin's going to be a big factor. Saquon definitely will be a big factor. Even so, we need to focus on him. His 25 yard touchdown mm-hmm. on fourth down was what kept you guys in the game. You stop him there, all of a sudden, the outlook of that game isn't a, isn't a field goal, but maybe it's just you, we ran out the clock and, and won by eight. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, you definitely need to, to pay attention along him. Now, one of the things that I was really, really impressed by with the Giants. Um, yeah, they gave up a like 130 plus yards to to JJ, and that's terrible. But if you paid close attention to that game, uh, none of those catches were more than like 16 yards. They stopped the big except plays. for all the big ones in the fourth quarter. Well, right? minus the one, but for yeah. the most part, like, but they were short. they kept him in check, and it was just him with the yak. You know what I mean? The yards after catch. So I think yeah. you're gonna need to do that again. Now, if I'm Minnesota, the flip on that is, you know. TJ Hawkinson had a big game the last time. Dalvin Cook will need to have a big one. Mm-hmm. And Adam Thielen, who has not been talked about, hasn't had a hundred yard game yet this season. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think he's something you gotta look out to. Now, personally, I'm locking in the Giants in this one. I'm school city. Love my Vikings. The thing that is hurting me right now is we're gonna be down our starting right tackle. Um and he's just been so great. We are getting Garrett Bradbury right now. We're going to also be missing our second string center just in case. But Bradbury hasn't played in four weeks. Our offensive line is just so dinged up at the most crucial part of the entire season, yeah. which is the playoffs. And, and where's and the only good point of the Giants? The front season? seven of the Giants <laughs> has been great all season. Now, Kirk yeah. Cousins, the last game, made throws that he had to make. He made yeah. the big plays in the pocket. Would I bet on Kirk Cousins twice to do that? Ooh. Probably not. That's not a yeah. smart bet on my move. So for me, I think it's easy to say that, yeah, but the Vikings have won all these one one point games and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. That's great. You start out zero and zero right here and you know, you gotta make the big plays. And I just don't know. Four thirty game, you're at home. The storyline sounds like it should be for Kirk, all purple, but it to me, there's just something about it where it's a trap game for the Vikings. I don't know. It's all locked yeah. in the Giants. For me, it's about what I, I, I obviously I'm, I'm going to go with the Giants because I think that they have a little bit of a flair under them for the loss last time. Um, I think that you know Brian Dable. It's it's kind of cool to see him coach against like division opponents, for example, where he's facing them twice. He's kind of had different approaches against division opponents in different games, and now when he's playing the Vikings twice, kind of the same mentality. Like you know, don't show everything you did last time, but you know, show him some new stuff. Um, but what Giants are you gonna get? You know, the ones that started six and one, the ones that went three seven and one in the last eleven games. Um, I do think with the playoffs on their mind. It's scary uh, because none of these guys have really been to the playoffs. Um, but the Vikings, they they have. Um, but this is the thing I think. Like you're saying, to Brian Dable, it doesn't matter like playoff experience. This is prime time Kirk Cousins against DJ Danny Jones, 
I mean, this is the quarterback matchup that the entire NFL community wanted for the playoffs. Did we not want Daniel Jones versus Kirk Cousins? Is that not this generation's Brady Rogers? Yeah, I thought it was. (laughs) I mean, look, we got a $90 million quarterback plan. That's what I'm saying. We're about to. And we're a about better, to have yeah. a, we're about to. God, if he gets ninety million dollars. <laughs> but no, I'm going to go with the Giants. They're on the road, and I mean, Daniel's been playing great. He had a great game last time. Um, you know, we got a couple of pieces back, less injuries this time on the offense. Bellinger's back, Richie James is back. So, um, yeah, scary right. stuff. I like. That. Let's keep this moving along. Uh, Four thirty or Sunday night game. Yeah. We have the Baltimore Ravens making their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals favored in this one by minus nine and a half. Over in here, forty and a half. We just saw this game in Week eighteen. Um, and the the Bengals kind of dominated that yeah. game. Um, yeah, there's we, no Lamar. It's no looking dis- like yeah, no disrespect to the Ravens. <laughs> no disrespect to the Ravens or that defense. I'm going with the Bengals. I just don't see how the Ravens can stop them. Um, mm-hmm. I love Lamar Jackson. I think that he is a starting quarterback in this league. I hope he comes to New York and play with the Giants. Um, but the thing right now is, is that when he's missing from this offense. It's just not good, and it's not the same as other teams when they take when they're missing their starting quarterback yeah. because this entire offense is built about, around his ability to run the ball, and there's nothing wrong with that. When you don't have him, mm-hmm. the guy that makes the it factor of your offense it, in the, yeah. because it's a run-based system, it's hard to now operate because they don't have the weapons yeah. around Lamar in the passing game outside of Mark Andrews. Where you can plug in, you know, your Tyler Hunt or your Brett Huntley or your Tyler Huntley, your RG three when he was playing with them, and just immediately have a successful passing game. So yeah. to me, unless the it Ravens just shows how like Lamar is so important, like you don't exactly. really, you're like, oh, we don't really need a huge viable backup. We'll have guys we develop because Lamar's sturdy, but. You know, we'll definitely talk about it in the offseason about like I think they need to get him weapons thing, because yeah. you can't keep running the we've seen it time and time again with these offensive coordinators you saw with Justin Fields this and year. I feel like they dealt with this in the playoffs last year like going into it and wondering if he's going to be able to play. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's just like get him a wide receiver. Get him some wide receivers. Get DeAndre Hopkins. No, he doesn't I'm want to be in Arizona. I was literally just going to say that and like, then I saw your eyes light up I'm like DeAndre Hopkins. Like get Get him, him Brandon Cooks and DeAndre. Like, why are we doing this? These, both these guys want trades. Come on, make it Odell Beckham Jr. You got to get him weapons yeah. if you want him to not get injured. I think if you're going to have him run the ball yeah. 20 times a game and pass the ball 15 times a game, and then complain when he gets an injury, that's on you. So get him the protection he needs, which yeah. he has. Get him the pass catches he now needs. I'm like picturing him with like one of these guys. I'm like, oh, him with DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> sounds terrifying. Just absolutely terrifying. But I, I am locking in. Yeah. I'm locking in the Bengals and, in this one. They're and even though, too. you know, the Bengals are nine and a half. I mean, I think that's fair. Like I'll take the over they, on that one. They keep this. Yeah. They keep these games really close in the AFC North, but they could definitely let this one slip away. Um, they won by 11 points the last time. Yeah, and especially if they played Anthony Brown last week. I mean, they are playing at home. They're, you know, this is a, a you know, still a very divisional game. You got Cincinnati, you know, they are the seventh best running defense. So that shows me that they can expose with the strengths of Baltimore's offense. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins, Kendrick, those guys are just not involved enough in the offenses without Lamar for them to like manage the clock the way that the Bengals can do it with Mixon. You know? Yep, absolutely. And I do think, you know, Mixon, semi-down season, I would not worry about it at all. Some injuries and that kind of stuff. The offensive line yeah. also with the Bengals had some injuries and hasn't played the best at times. One thing about Mixon He's going to be huge in this playoffs. Though, I was going to say is like last year I was all like, oh, take like Mixon unders. 
and like only you know he's gonna get a touchdown this year. Like I still think he's good for touchdowns, but like I honestly kind of like his over like in a lot of these matchups. Even if Baltimore is the third best rushing defense in the whole league, like this this dude this dude is behind Joe Burrow. Like they're not. You open be able up to the play the action pass with Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, and Joe yeah. Burrow. And Joe Mixon. Like you open up this play action. It's just going to be over for defense. Yeah, I don't even want to go into it, but I love the Bengals long term. I yeah. know I, you know, I've been saying that. We'll like get the into that in the off season because yeah. <laughs> we got they could win the Super Bowl. You don't know. All right, we got our Monday night football game and the last game of the Super Wild Card weekend when the Dallas Cowboys make their way to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Dallas is favored in this one by minus two and a half over under here of forty five and a half. Now. These teams met in week one to kick off the NFL, and the Bucs won 19-3. What are your thoughts coming into this one? First time ever in Tom Brady's career, he has led a losing team to the playoffs, which is crazy to say. It, it, only Tom Brady, too. You know, we've seen, we've seen the other terrible teams that, because their division is so terrible, they make it in. But the fact that it's Tom is hysterical. Um, the fact that it's the Cowboys in the first round is hysterical to me as well. The fact that he gets to host a playoff game for having a losing record, that is the most Tom Brady thing I've ever heard in my life. Only, <laughs> only he could get. Only he could work his way to an eight and nine record and still face a. You get the second four, best uh, passing offense in the league. I know. <laughs> only only he could do that. One of the things that I, I do want to say about this Tampa Bay defense that's been really impressive is last season we kept coming at them every single week. Yeah. Terrible passing defense, terrible passing defense, terrible passing defense. Completely turned around this season. Ranked ninth right now in the passing defense. Yeah. 15th against the rush. Tampa Bay still has a solid defense across the board. You know, it's their offense that's been that's been the real question marks all season. Mm. We've seen some questionable Plays from from Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady. Some yeah. drops from Mike Evans that we just don't see. Um, right. It seems like Mike Evans had a terrible season, and the fact is he still, still had 1,000 yards. 77 receptions. Chris Godwin, it was like, where was he this season? Still had 105 catches. Yeah. It's like, where are the – but we know – We've seen it the last couple of years what Tom Brady can do when he has Godwin, Fournette, and that's and Mike why Evans healthy. That's why this game is such thing, a trap man. to me. You know, because logically you want to go with the Cowboys based on how they've been playing all season. Now, I won't get into how Dak has been playing the last few weeks. You know what I mean? Maybe you got to take that with like a grain we've, of salt. It's we've been playoffs. hating on him a little too much lately. Yeah, it's a playoff. <laughs> it's a playoffs also. Like it's a, it's a little yeah. bit different. But I don't. I think if Tony Pollard and Zeke aren't bringing the juice this week, I'm I would be very worried about this offense. And how they're going to yeah. be able to pass the ball. Like, yeah, he, like, not to get too much into it, but, like, Dak hasn't played the best of games the last few weeks. And he's the first player ever in NFL history to miss five games and lead or tie with the NFL for interception. So it's, a, it's an uncharacteristic season for him because he's yeah. known for being high completion, low turnover rate. Um, and now he has to go against Tom Brady against his defense that he played earlier. And they didn't, again, they didn't move the ball well that week one. Yeah. Is there anything you can see in this offense where you're like, no, there's a reason why we should be. On is there a reason why we should be trusting of this Cowboys offense? Yeah, I mean, if C.D. Lamb can can get it done, Dalton Schultz definitely is one for me. Like he's got a really tough linebacker matchup this weekend, but he is one of the only guys out there who puts up those kind of stats that he does. I believe that this year he had like six fifty yard games, and like not a lot of tight ends were doing that outside of like uh, Travis Kelsey. So, I mean, the one the one thing that I'm really looking for for the Cowboys, like you said before, is the run game and the cleaning up of the turnovers. Like if Dak gives up anything, if he if he fumbles the ball because this pass rush gets to him, it, it's going to be a mental thing. And then Brady's got, you know, he's going to go score. 
I think that the Cowboys, they need to be able to utilize all their weapons. They need Schultz. Agreed. They need Noah Brown because the ninth best passing defense shows me that number one corner, like number one guys like CD are going to be just targeted and continuously like stopped when they're targeted. You know, I could see him having double digit targets, but not nowhere near seeing him to have double digit catches. I could see, you know, Chris Godwin having a great game on the other end for the same kind of reason that like Trayvon Diggs will be on Mike Evans. But Man, I got to say, Dallas, two and a half. I always said I hate, hate two and a half because I'm like, that always makes me want to go with the underdog. And I got to go with Tampa Bay. They're at home. Tom Brady, man. I mean, this is a, you know, I I don't mean to keep saying it, but it's it's unbelievable that 10 weeks ago we we thought he was out of the playoffs. And now we're sitting here talking about him being here. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking just back to that. What was it? Was it the Rams game that he just had that epic comeback in like the last two minutes? And that's just what I envision kind of in this game almost is like it's going to be ugly. It's going to be low scoring. You know, what is it? Over under here, 45 and a half. Mm -hmm. I'll take the under on that one happily. Um, I just think when push comes to shove, you got a player that has to make a play in the moment Mm -hmm. that matters the most. It's Tom Brady, right? Like, that's what you think about. And I've doubted him time and time again, and he's just proved yeah. me wrong, especially in the playoffs. During the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, they shut me up yeah. completely. Um, and it's not to say that this team is the same team that's going to the Super Bowl, but I like Tampa Bay. I think the edge right now is also you're, you're going into their own territory. If this was in Dallas, I might go with the Cowboys, but because they're, they're going to have the home crowd, you know, they get the Cowboys playing a few poor games. I, you know, Brady's seven and zero against the Cowboys, seventeen zero against the Cowboys. Like, I like, I just there's something about it. I like the Buccaneers in this one. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah, and and Dallas, their season has been really great. I gotta Fantastic. say, you know, third home, in sacks, home third in sacks at home. They're eight and one, but they're not at home. They're, they're way. not playing, and they're at a place where. You know, the Bucks, like you said, they made a deep playoff run last year. They won the Super Bowl two years ago. It's there's a team who knows how to win. What have we seen from Dallas in the last couple of years? Kind of the same thing. I I don't know. Mike McCarthy, I do like more in the coaching advantage here. I don't love Mike But McCarthy. I don't say that in many situations. I, I just I have a um hatred of Mike McCarthy going back to his Packers day. I just he still beats me to this day. Yeah. He's on the Cowboys. So I can't even catch a break from him. All right, everyone. That's all the time that we have. Thank you all for listening and yeah. for tuning in. It's going to be a great handful of games. I really yeah. do. Not not to harp on our two teams here, but I do think that that's the game of the entire weekend. Yeah. So definitely tune in at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time yeah. on Sunday for that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Get psyched. Giants, Vikings, along with all these other awesome games. Wildcard weekend. Remember, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then next week we've got the divisional. So get psyched because by the time we get through next week, there's only going to be eight teams left in the whole thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty and then psyched. And the, <laughs> the long wait to next season and wait, begins yeah. <laughs> soon. For one of us at the end. Oh, God. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in again. Just saying football.com. Just saying football on YouTube and Spotify. And just saying with no G, W, J, S on Instagram for all your updates. Thank you for watching. Enjoy.